The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Top of the hour, hopefully your lunch hour, and hopefully you have a great Thursday. Thanks for making us a part of it today. We have our headlines here coming up. You heard Chris's. Uh, One quick note here, Jared Kelenic is going to be recalled by the Seattle Mariners. So perhaps we should be more excited about him than anybody else. I mean, he's supposed to be the one of the top two or three prospects in all of baseball. We know he went through an 0 for 35 his first time up, but he'll be back in the lineup with the Mariners starting on Friday. Beyond that, here are headlines here on the 14th of July, 2021. Baseball returns tonight, sort of. Yankees and Red Sox will play. It's the only game on the board. USA Soccer takes on Martinique tonight in the Gold Cup. Davis will tell us what happens in that tomorrow. The Angels sign Adam Eaton, who signed a one-year deal with the White Sox in the offseason. It did not work out. And uh, some NFL news. Chris Godwin not expected to get an extension done. He has a deadline to have that done today. And he would stand to be a free agent, I believe, after this year. So no extension for Godwin in Tampa Bay. But, of course, what everybody is buzzing about last night was the great game between the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. And, unfortunately, for Devin Booker, a 40-point performance from him was not enough to get it done and didn't seem too happy to talk about that after the game last night. You know, I said that after last game, too, um, when I struggled shooting it. Um, the main objective is to win the game. So anything that goes on throughout the game, it you know, it, it doesn't matter for real. I think, Davis, it's got to be a little disheartening for the Suns to have Booker put a 40 up and not win. That's the only thing that bothered me a little bit last night, if I'm a Suns fan, because you basically got the opposite game than what he delivered in game three, and it still wasn't enough. So I know that there were other issues, and Aiden didn't play well, and Chris Paul turned the ball over a ton. But to me, if I am going to hit a panic button for Phoenix, I'm like, well, Booker having 40 wasn't enough, so what will be? You know, that was a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's uh, it's not all on Devin Booker, right? DeAndre Ayton did not have a particularly strong game. Chris Paul did not have a particularly strong game. Chris Middleton, I mean, Chris Middleton basically canceled out 
Devin Booker's performance. You know, that's that's what happened in effect. But if you are Devin Booker, you got to just be thinking, I mean, what more can I do, man? Like, what, what do, you, do I need to score every basket? Do I need to score 60? Do I need to score 70? Like, how can I do anything better and and even you know i guess his primary defensive assignment he would have spent some time on drew holiday would have spent some time on pat cottonton you know he is doing the best he can on defense so so for him he definitely has to feel i i I, contrary to what he might say like i think he's got to feel bummed out yeah i I think so but again that can all change next game and we'll see if phoenix ends up winning Uh, i mentioned earlier uh, jared kelenic davis recalled by seattle and i know that we had boy it it felt like days and days of of previewing his debut and then talking about his debut and then he hit a home run in the second game i think but what's been interesting is that at the top prospects this season uh, I suppose some of them have have not worked out the way that we thought. Yerman Mercedes was not a top prospect, and he ended up going to the minors. Wander Franco got off to a good start. He slowed down a bit. But sometimes the second shot is the one that works. Just ask Mike Trout. I wonder if this will be the shot that works for Kellenick as he returns from AAA, and he's going to enter the Seattle lineup tomorrow. Well, I, I definitely hope that it does work for Jared Kalanick. I am excited to use him in daily fantasy. Don't have him in any of my season-long fantasy baseball teams, but you you pointed out effectively why we need to give these guys a little bit of time. I mean, Mike Trout struggled the first time that he came up when, when the Kansas City Royals do eventually call up Bobby Witt. You know, he might struggle a little bit. There, there certainly is a huge difference between triple-A pitching in Major League Baseball starting pitching, like every every prospect, every guy will tell you that. They'll say, look, I, you know, I'm used to 91-mile-an-hour fastballs, not so used to 99-mile-an-hour fastballs. I'm used to, to change-ups that are not that well-located. I'm not used to change-ups that make my knees want to break. Like I, I think that jump between the quality of pitching at AAA and the quality of, I mean, Compare Clayton Kershaw to your average AAA arm. Like I just, I can't even imagine the mental difference that would uh, that would be. And and the other note with with Godwin not being extended, does that matter at all? I don't think it matters for this year. It matters for the future, correct? I mean, it shouldn't matter at all for this year. You know, he's on the franchise tag. But I mean, I would think that the Bucks are maybe making a little bit of a misstep, trying not to lock him down because Mike Evans is going to be entering into his age 30 season. Antonio Brown is going to be 34 at the end of this year. Don't know if they're going to want to bring back the, like it's questionable to me to run into, you know, what is going to be Tom Brady's age 47 season with wide receivers of that age. Like Godwin feels like their most important offensive piece. And it feels like they should be trying to figure out an extension with him. Like, I don't really know what the motivations are there. And Godwin will be able to get paid, you know, you know, the Browns or whoever will pay him whatever he asks. He will get a much bigger deal than Kenny Galladay got when he hits free agency. So that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense maybe for both sides. And, and who knows? I mean, this could be the end for Brady. We've said that for 10 years, but maybe maybe this is the actual year if they don't win the Super Bowl. But we'll find out soon enough. The NFL season opens up in two months, less than two months. And we'll cover it here on Sports Grid for sure. All right, coming up next, take them or leave them here. It's time to look at the ADP of a handful of fantasy football guys and whether Davis is going to pull the trigger and take the guy or if he's going to pass on them. Subject to change, obviously, based on things that happen in the preseason. But that's what we dive into next and some position battles, fantasy, reality, and much more. 
Jim Sanis, Gray Albright, they're on tomorrow's show with us, so make sure you tune in tomorrow if you're leaving us now. If you're not, Fantasy Football Discussion is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. back fantasy sports today sports grid sportsgrid.com thanks for watching and listening to us here on the show as we creep closer to the fantasy football season we got a lot to get to here in terms of players that you may be considering drafting and as we just went over in the scott fishbowl league which a lot of the people in the community of fantasy do davis took austin eckler with his uh one of his first few picks and so I guess we kind of know the answer to this, although there was a little bit of a complicated story with that. So, Davis, let's take a look at Eckler from last season, which was marred by injuries for sure. 530 rushing yards, 54 receptions, 403 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. But he seems to be the only running back right now with the Los Angeles Chargers, which has to boost his value quite a bit. Chargers have had a lot of successful running backs through the years. Melvin Gordon, despite some of his struggles, was a viable uh, running back one in fantasy. LaDainian Tomlinson, of course, is a Hall of Famer. Before him was Michael Turner. I guess the question is, what is Eckler this season? Is there any injury worry at all with him? I mean, there there is a little bit of injury worry. I mean, Austin Eckler is not a, a very big dude. You know, 5'10", 200 pounds, though... If you ever watched any of his off-season workout videos, that guy, I mean, he is he is jacked. He he keeps himself at the, at the very tip top of shape. Really, the the difference between his 2019 season where he finished as the running back six in fantasy 
and his season last year, despite uh, he, he did miss six weeks with injury. Really, it was it was just touchdowns. Before he got hurt, uh, he scored zero touchdowns in his first four games, got injured in week four in a loss against Tampa Bay, came back, didn't score a touchdown for four straight games, then finally scored uh, some touchdowns again at the at the end of the season. So the, the question with Eckler is this. We know he's going to catch passes. We know he probably is not going to get more than 150 rushing attempts. They're going to give carries to somebody. Maybe it's Justin Jackson. Maybe it's Joshua Kelly. Maybe it is Larry Roundtree, who is a seventh-round draft pick that they took from Missouri. But we, we can feel pretty confident that, that he's not going to get a ton of carries. What we need from him is he's got to get some goal line touches, whether it be receptions, whether it be carries, because you're you're not going to finish as a running back one in fantasy without double-digit touchdowns. It's just not going to happen. And I, I think he can get there. I think that Eckler is dynamic enough. I think that they have a new coaching staff who is going to think a little bit more outside of the box. I mean, Anthony Lynn... Not not going to be winning any awards for uh, for innovation. I don't think at any point in his football coaching career. So I am I am in on Alf Snekler. I am going to be taking him, and I am just hoping against hope that the Chargers use him in the red zone more than they did last season. Yeah, and and I think that that is it's so understated that you know ten touchdowns doesn't seem like a lot, but in this day and age of fantasy, with running backs splitting time, if you can get that out of your guy, it does make a lot of sense. So Davis taking Austin Eckler. All right, now let's move over to wide receiver. Jerry Judy was arguably the best wide receiver in college football drafted, and he is playing in a tough spot with the Denver Broncos. He's going 74th overall. He had 42 receptions last year, 856 yards. He looked good in the first. He's actually, I think, a guy that slowed down quite a bit in the second half, if I remember correctly, and he had three touchdowns. Uh, there were there were a lot of folks, Davis, last year, and I remember it well, that got really excited, unfortunately, when Cortland Sutton went down, thinking that Judy was going to be the beneficiary of that, and it went the other way. There was really not a ton to like with him, and he plays with a very questionable quarterback as well in Drew Locke. I love Judy at Alabama. I thought he was going to be a star, but, man, is he tied to the quarterback in a big way this year. So what are you doing with him? Well, Judy was a little bit better than I remembered, right? I remembered him being pretty disappointing, but, you know, at the end of the year, 52 receptions, 856 yards, those are, those are pretty good numbers, right? Three touchdowns. Obviously, you would like him to have had right. more than that. Um, but but that also, you know, that's kind of just variance. We, we could basically expect a wide receiver on average to score a touchdown for about every 120 receiving yards they get, not, not adjusting for anything else, you know, location of target, coverage, anything like that. So we can say he got a little bit unlucky. He also did have a 92-yard touchdown. If you remember that, uh, you know, changes these numbers a little bit. You take the 92-yard touchdown out of there, say that pass gets, uh, you know, knocked down by someone, and then you're looking at 760 yards and two touchdowns. It's, it's not as great. But Judy has, as you mentioned, that insane profile, right? B- best wide receiver in college football, first-round draft pick. Also, I, I just think Teddy Bridgewater is better than Drew Locke. Like, I think Drew Locke is is really not good. I, I think Drew Locke is a D-minus NFL quarterback. I think that Teddy Bridgewater is kind of like a, a C-plus. And if we look back at the Panthers' offense from last year, 
all of the Panther starters were fantasy viable, even on a five-win team, right? A thousand-yard season for DJ Moore, thousand-yard season for Robbie Anderson, thousand-yard season for Curtis Samuel. Mike Davis had a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, in the three games that he started, scored five touchdowns and caught twenty-four passes. So it's like, you know, I think Ted Bridgewater can keep them on schedule even if they're not winning a ton of games, like even if if the Broncos are bad and they win six games, I think Bridgewater can kind of keep them on track, you know, hoping that Drew Locke doesn't start the year. So I am in on Jerry Judy. I am taking him at his ADP right now. Yeah, look, if, if Joe Brady was calling the plays in Denver and not Vic Fangio or whoever he has calling, I would agree with you. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're going to end up turning Teddy Bridgewater into a game controller. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it in Denver, and I like Judy a lot, by the way, too. Okay, over to wide receiver, and let's get into a later round pick. And the expectations were pretty high last year for Sterling Shepard; those did fall a little bit flat, and they've added pieces to their team too. So I wonder, Davis, your thoughts on Shepard, who had 66 receptions, 656 yards, and three touchdowns, relatively quiet for someone that was supposed to be the wide receiver one, but he seems to be a player that a lot of people have now fallen out of favor for. And, of course, Washington, uh, excuse me, the Giants upgraded in a very big way by getting Galladay and also getting Tony. So uh, where does Shepard fit in at this point for you? It's, it's very hard to say. And the market also is saying that they don't really know what to do with Giants wide receivers either. Um, so of all Giants players, the only ones who go in the top 100 are – Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay, they're the only ones. But last year, Evan Ingram led the team in targets. Darius Slayton had 96. Sterling Shepard had 90. Golden Tate, who Kenny Galladay will be replacing, had 52 targets in 12 games. The team also had Deion Lewis last season. I I don't think Kadarius Tony is going to have any impact as a rookie. We're already getting reports from guys at a Giants camp saying Tony's been late to practice. He's not running the right routes. The coaches are already frustrated with him. They're already kind of feeling like maybe they didn't make a great decision with that 25th overall uh, selection in the first round, which I think is true. I, I don't think that Kadarius Tony was a very good selection there. So I think that means that Shepard and Slayton, who go super late in these drafts, you know, 190th overall, 200th overall, I, I am taking Shepard and Slayton quite a bit because I'm not anticipating much of a role to start the season for Kadarius Tony. If Tony does have a role, it's going to come later in the season, you know, maybe week 10, week 11, something like that. What was was uh, was Shepard hurt last year at all? I can't recall. Did he miss a couple of games? He did. He he played in 12 games, so 90 targets in 12 games. Slayton and Ingram uh, were the only wide receivers for them that played every game. You know, they were playing guys like Austin Mack and Dante Pettis because they had so many wide receiver injuries. Yeah, for sure. Also, I want to go back to Judy for a minute, something I forgot also. In, in his defense, too, I, did, I keep forgetting that there was one game for Denver where they played uh, that guy, uh, Kendall Hinton, so he can't he can't be indicted for that game too. True. So really, I mean, he only had a chance to play in 15 games last year. Okay. Position battles coming up next. We'll dive into the Raiders, Bucks and Colts wide receivers and running backs. That's what we got next for you. Then of course, fantasy or reality sports grid 60. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back in just two minutes.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. some position battles as we get closer to NFL training camp 2021 at the end of the month, give you a little bit of a heads up on what we could possibly expect and what this will look like in a very competitive training camp and preseason for a lot of teams. And Davis will start today with the wide receivers on the Las Vegas Raiders, who clearly at this point are a team in transition at that position, no doubt. Uh, once Amari Cooper was sent over to Dallas a couple of years ago, you knew that would happen. And they've tried a lot of guys. I mean, they've tried Nelson Aguilar and 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 um, and Tyrell uh, Williams. Was it? I don't know. I don't. They, they've tried so many different players there, and, and none of them have really worked out. I guess Aguilar came on strong at the end of last year, and now he's gone. So as you look at this, the Raiders are going to want to give Henry Ruggs the third another opportunity. And I and I thought that he was really good until he got hurt. I don't think he was ever the same after he had that foot injury. John Brown is really good, and hopefully he gets more of a chance. But then it gets a little desperate here. Zay Jones is back for another run, former Buffalo Bill. Hunter Renfro, you know who he is, PPR guy, if nothing. And Willie Sneed's going to play another season in the NFL if he makes the team with the Raiders. But it's basically... Davis, uh, to me, it looks like the Rugs show. They'll try and throw deep to him as many times as possible. But John Brown is a really underrated receiver that Buffalo essentially didn't need anymore. So he goes to Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, figuring out this equation, I think, will definitely reap some fantasy football rewards because as much as we like to, uh, you know, we, we all love to make fun of Derek Carr. He is like the most 8-8 eight eight 
the most average quarterback there is, but he has thrown for 4,000 yards for each of the last three seasons, 27 touchdowns last year, the first year that they were in Las Vegas, eight touchdowns to Nelson Aguilar, 77 targets, but only two touchdowns to Hunter Renfro, uh, only 26 receptions for Henry Ruggs. Uh, and then, I mean, they, they played a bunch of guys at that other wide receiver spot, you know, Zay Jones, Brian Edwards barely got out there, Rico Gafford, you know, these these style of guys. So they signed John Brown in free agency. They signed Willie Sneed in free agency. They don't really add anyone in the draft. You know, I, I do think that Brian Edwards from South Carolina is a, a pretty interesting name here. He barely got on the field last season, but as a 17-year-old for South Carolina in the SEC, he had 44 receptions, 590 yards, and four touchdowns, basically led South Carolina in receiving every year that he was there. He was a fourth-round selection last season. Didn't really get a chance to play. You know, Waller was emerging. The Raiders do like to play a lot of two-tight-end stuff, playing Foster Moreau and Derek Carrier. And as you mentioned, Nelson Aguilar really did come on strong uh, at the end of last season. I mean, how many people would get the the trivia right that Nelson Aguilar had eight touchdowns last year? Like, I, I think probably a lot mm. of people would uh, w- would miss out on that one. Of course, the guy you have to be most interested in here is Henry Ruggs. And I, I again, I think you're right. I think the team probably plans on trying to give him a lot of targets. The difficult thing with Ruggs is... You know, John Gruden, not the most creative play caller in the world, not really his strong suit, not really his specialty. And I think a guy like Ruggs, you do need to be creative with. I don't think you can just say, you know, go go try and do your best impression of, of DeAndre Hopkins. I think you have to design some things for him. And I, I don't know if John Gruden wants to or will do that. But I, I do think Ruggs has the skill set to be a great player in fantasy if he is unleashed properly. Yeah, and Edwards is interesting, too. I remember hearing about him last year as well, but didn't play all that much. We'll see if that changes going into this year. The Buccaneers running back situation is as murky as ever, and it it feels like this is going to be tough to manage all season long, and you probably won't be able to play both like you can with some other running backs in fantasy, but Leonard Fournette was, was the guy most used toward the end of the season. At the beginning of last season, it was Ronald Jones. And, and at some point last year, it became Ronald Jones again. It was really up and down. Giovanni Bernard is that third down veteran that they'll bring in. And if anything should happen to Fournette or Jones, then I would guess Bernard will get some playing time. Played all those years in Cincinnati. Now he's with Tampa Bay. And Keyshawn Vaughn was a pretty high draft pick, but seems to even be on the roster bubble this year. I mean, he never really got a chance. This is sort of a new regime when they brought in Bruce Arians and everybody else. Maybe Vaughn can resurrect himself with another team because I I just don't think it's happening with the Bucs. Yeah, I mean, this is is an interesting situation because the Bucs are one of the few teams with a very high win total and a very high expected points total if you add up, you know, the team totals from all of their games that are posted in uh, Futures Line. But they don't have one running back who goes inside the top 100 picks, right? Fournette doesn't. Jones doesn't. Bernard goes very cheap. Keyshawn Vaughn goes completely undrafted. And I, I would uh, I would ask people to read into their memory banks and remember week 13 last season. Ronald Jones was clearly the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before uh, up until week 13. And week 13... He had 18 rushes, 80 yards, and a touchdown, uh, and he had 
two receptions in the passing game. He also, uh, a couple weeks before that, had 192 yards and two touchdowns right. against the Carolina Panthers. The like the team was rolling. They they won all their games after the bye week. Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch. He wasn't injured. He was a healthy scratch. He was just inactive for that week 13 game. And then Ronald Jones broke his hand. At the same time that he broke his hand, he tested positive for the coronavirus. So he had to miss uh, three weeks after that. Not only that, the team was going to cut Leonard Fournette because obviously Fournette, not happy, right? Yeah, And that's the type of guy he is when he's not happy. He's going to let you know about it. That's why the Jacksonville Jaguars decided to let him go. They were like, look, we don't want to deal with you. We will give the ball to James Robinson. James Robinson did fine. So I, I actually do think there is a huge opportunity here for Ronald Jones. The, when he has been cast as a lead running back, he's done fine. And Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard can play third downs. Uh, the team does not trust Ronald Jones on third downs at all. They don't trust him as a pass blocker. They don't trust him as a pass catcher. But I, I do. I feel like Fournette is basically undraftable because Ronald Jones is better at the early down stuff. And Giovanni Bernard is better at the third down stuff. So I, I just I think the only path to Fournette really breaking out is the team just deciding for whatever reason to move on from Ronald Jones. Yeah, it, it, it's fascinating because, again, you have Brady calling a lot of these shots too, and, and I'm not sure who he likes most at running back, but Fournette did get the playing time in the Super Bowl, no doubt. All right, now let's go to wide receiver here for the Indianapolis Colts. They, of course, now have Carson Wentz as their quarterback. T.Y. Hilton, I mean, I guess he's not a Hall of Famer, but, man, he's had a fantastic career. When you draft him, you just have to know you're missing two games or three games. Like it's, or, or he'll just be silent for two or three games. It's just part of who he is. Michael Pittman Jr. was drafted and played pretty well last year. And then everyone recognizes the names of the breakouts that don't break out. Paris Campbell, Zach Pascal plays well when somebody's hurt. I've seen that happen before. And they now have DeMichael Harris as well. Yeah, I mean, just a, a lot of different guys here. I will say, I am. I mean, I got to be close to a hundred drafts in, maybe maybe more than a hundred drafts wow. in, and best balls and everything up until this point. I have not taken Ty Hilton, and I, I do not plan on taking Ty Hilton because you are you're not even getting a discount based on his age, based on well, who knows if Carson Wentz you know works out or he doesn't work out, based on Hilton's you know injuries and stuff. He he has been injured. Uh, he was dealing with a, an ankle injury last season that he only missed one week, but he is going to turn 32 this season. He's a smaller wide receiver who relies on speed and athleticism. Generally not a great mix when you get to be 32, 33 years old and you're relying on your speed. And, you know, this is a guy who's 5'10", 180 pounds. So the guys I am betting on are Michael Pittman Jr. I feel I feel pretty good about Michael Pittman Jr., uh, 40 receptions, 503 yards, only one touchdown in 13 games last year. But but Indianapolis, you know, they they throw a lot to their running backs, and they gave all their goal line work to to Jonathan Taylor last season. And you know, again, I I would put it at a lower probability probably than other people. But there is some chance that Carson Wentz turns back in a 2017 Carson Wentz with his old play caller Frank Wright calling the plays. Now I don't I don't know. I don't feel that confident in it, but it could happen. And then Paris Campbell, you know, as Paris Campbell to me, Craig, when he's when he's been on the field, he actually has looked good to me. But the guy has only played in seven career NFL games because he literally just keeps getting hurt. He keeps getting hurt. He keeps getting hurt. 
So I, I will say this will be the last year I ever give Paris Campbell a chance. And if he doesn't do it this year, he's, he's, he's gone. He's on the do not draft list forever. But I, because I am so off of T.Y. Hilton, I feel pretty good about taking some stabs later on Paris Campbell. Um, and, you know, this is another team that uses a lot of two tight end stuff. Mo Ali cox Trey Burton, Jack Doyle, those guys. So maybe in the end, T.Y. Hilton just really doesn't play all that much. And we just see a lot of Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell. Yeah, look, uh, Hilton's had a great career. Uh, I mean, I remember him when he played Davis down here in South Florida at FIU when he was drafted, and a lot of people didn't think much of him even at that time. But the injury factor is definitely there. The Colts addressed the wide receiver issue by drafting a wide receiver in Pittman. But, there, you know, there is a possible handcuff there for Campbell and Pascal and maybe even Harris if Hilton uh, doesn't stay healthy. But we'll see. And also, of course, they do throw quite a bit to the tight end in Jack Doyle. So that's kind of where the Colts stand for 2021. Let us know what you think. Give us a comment over on our YouTube page. You can follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid. Any questions, comments, anything in fantasy football you want to see us discuss, we're going to take care of you all the way up until draft season in August and September. So make sure you stay with us for that. But coming up next, it's time for us to dive into fantasy or reality. Top prospect on the Boston Red Sox is up. How will he fare tonight? Is it possible that Ed Orgeron has a long-term future in LSU, or is this the end of the line? And also, we'll talk about something we do in our houses, or maybe we don't do it. We'll have it for you next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the 
Yankees will start Domingo Herman tonight. That is the starting pitcher for those of you looking to get in on the action over on FanDuel. So when you log in, that's who you will see face off against Eduardo Rodriguez. First game out of the All-Star break for the Yankees. And also some reality show news before we get into fantasy reality, Davis. Unfortunately, Nicolas Cage has decided he will not be the star of the upcoming Tiger King series where that's airing and how that is airing, I don't know. I would also tell you, Davis, that while I am a Nicolas Cage fan, I really don't get why they're deciding to push this Tiger King to the next level. I thought it was a great distraction with nothing else on TV, a fun watch, a great week of shows that I watched, but I don't see how this stays popular and why they're trying to make more of this. I have no idea. Well, you know that the most uh, the most powerful impulse for humans is is memory and nostalgia, and people remember watching Tiger King. They like remember where they were in their lives and what they were doing, right? Because like a huge majority of us were were at home. You know, some of us were were not so lucky. We had places we had to go. You, you maybe you weren't able to work from home. Like whatever. Maybe your situation was different, but. The, the fact that people can tie their Tiger King memories to a time and a place is going to mean that people are going to watch this. People are, people, like, it will, I, even if it's bad, even if it's crummy, which it probably will be, I do still think it'll make money. Yeah, I don't want to tie this time in my life to anything, to be honest with you. I don't think that this was a good time for anyone watching the Tiger King when that came out. It was, like, the worst time in the universe where we were all stuck at home with nothing else to watch on TV. But that's just me. All right. Uh, Brett Levy, of course, was producing our show. I believe he was at home at the time. But now he has decided to produce our program from the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey because he's all about making money on horse racing. So let's turn it over to Brett and see what he's got for fantasy or reality today. All right, Craig. Well, we're going over to the baseball diamond. We mentioned him once or twice on the show, but Jaron Duran, a top 100 prospect in Major League Baseball, is getting called up to the show tonight, and he gets to do it against the Red Sox' biggest rival in the Bronx. But this is significant, Craig. He's a left-handed bat, so you know we had to ask. And, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. With a short porch at Yankee Stadium, Jaron Duran will hit a home run tonight, his MLB debut versus the Yankees. Is this a fantasy or reality? Well, I'm going to assume that he'll play, but that is not a 100% guarantee right out of the box. Uh, I guess that he will, but because of just me even having a 10% chance that he doesn't or even 20%, let's remember the, the Red Sox are pretty stacked. They're a pretty good offensive team, whether or not Duran is, is with them or not. Usually prospects do play immediately. They want to just get that game out of the way. But I do not feel the same about him as I did with Kellenic, who did not homer in his first game. I did not feel the same way as I felt about Wander Franco, who did homer in his first game. I am going to say fantasy here tonight. I, I do not think he hits a home run in his first game, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, 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 think, I'm, I think I'm with you. I mean, I, I guess I don't even know for sure if the Red Sox are in such a spot that they would start him tonight. I mean, probably, but, you know, you have Verdugo out there. I guess what they would do is they will move – 
Enrique Hernandez from the outfield where he has been he's been playing center field for you know uh, all of the last couple weeks I guess they would move him to second base and then move Christian Arroyo out of the lineup and then move Duran in but I mean you know maybe that's not even what they'll do maybe Duran will make his first appearance off in the bench tonight I guess we will we will figure out I'm always excited to see the prospects come up and it also it, it just it feels like like a rite of passage to hit a home run as a lefty at Yankee Stadium against one of their awful pitchers that they've been uh, that they've been bringing out. The Yankees pitching has been so brutal compared to their baselines this year. But I, I'm going to join you, Craig. I'm going to say that this is going to be a fantasy. No home run tonight for Rand. And, and by the way, Christian Arroyo has been one of the unsung heroes of the Red Sox as well. But n- nothing wrong with having a backup option. By the way, they could play Arroyo maybe even at first base. I mean, that, that's a possibility too. Can't rule that out. All right, Brett, what else we got? All right. Well, it's almost college football season, Craig, so we're going to the SEC. CBS Sports ran an article yesterday about some of the coaches that they think could be on the hot seat for 2021. And Ed Ogeron, one year removed from his national championship, made the list, so you know we had to talk about it today. Davis, we'll start with you for this one. The year after the national title did not go so well. Miles Brennan is back. He'll be competing with Brad Johnson's son, Max Johnson, uh, for the starting quarterback spot for the LSU Tigers. But we got to ask about Ed. Ed Ogeron is on the hot seat. Davis, is this a fantasy or reality? You know, I, I got to think that this is a fantasy. Ed Orgeron has been the head coach at LSU since 2016, and it's not like they have been great, um, you know, every every single season, right? He's got a 9-4 and four in there, got a 10-3 and three in there. Uh, so I, I think probably that they can just have, you know, another nondescript season. And now I don't know if a 5-5 five and five season is going to get it done, which is what they went last year. But also, you you do sort of have to feel like what what is what is Ed Orgeron really going to get judged, right? He went from having Joe Brady, uh, or yeah, yeah, Joe Brady, he had Joe Burrow, he had Justin Jefferson, he had Jamar Chase, he had Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he had Terrence Marshall Jr. Like, and and none of those guys played for him last year, right? Jamar Chase opted out of the season. Terrence Marshall Jr. played, but he was playing injured. So I I sort of feel like he has earned himself enough goodwill, and that that's kind of how it works in the SEC like I feel like once an SEC coach has won a championship I think they get like a three-year grace period and you know because he's such an institution there in Louisiana so I feel like his seat is relatively cool so I think this is a fantasy Craig I completely disagree completely disagree on this one I I think that uh, he is on a major hot seat and there's a number of different reasons why Uh, First and foremost, while you are correct, Davis, you do get a grace period. You don't get a grace period in the SEC after winning a championship and being a 500 team or being close to that. And that's what they were last year. They looked awful. And maybe there is a chance that Joe Brady was the real success story here and not Ed Orgeron. Remember, Orgeron was also on the hot seat a few years ago. He pulled off a couple of wins late in the year to keep his job there as well. Uh, Did not help Gus Malzahn. Did not help Les Miles, does not help in the SEC. You cannot have back-to-back years that are poor in the SEC. It does not matter who you are and you're gone. Let's also not forget that this Darius Guy stuff that went on at LSU that sort of came out after he got suspended in the NFL 
is not helping his case at all either. It's just kind of went under the rug and no one even talked about it. When asked about it, they refused to comment on anything that happened with him there. Who knows of those indiscretions and things that happened there? Ed Orgeron's a very likable guy, a fun guy, a fun interview. But if they have a bad year, he's out. So I think this is a harsh reality that LSU will be getting a new head coach if they do not have a good season. And by the way, a game above 500 is not going to keep them at LSU either. They have to be much better than they were last year. So reality for me. All right. Well, I used to be in the NBA, and I saw this story, so I'm going to bring it over here to the show. Dwayne Casey and the Detroit Pistons are asking top draft prospects if they make their bed in the morning. Uh, so here we go. Davis, we're going to start with you. I'm asking you guys, you make your bed in the morning. Davis, is this a fantasy or reality? So I got, I got two answers to this. The first one is it is a reality. I do make my bed in the morning. And the second part is this is something I would have made fun of when I was a kid, right? Like when I, or, or when I was maybe more of like a, a snot-nosed, like, 21-year-old, like, college student or whatever. But this is the thing about making your bed. It is a reflection of your mental health. And if you are rolling out of bed in the morning late, you know, you're, you're snoozing your alarm, you're rushing to get your coffee, it is a, you are, you're cluttering up your mind because, and your space is cluttered too. And the clutter in your space is going to, you know, continue to make you unhappy and make you feel more cluttered and anxious and nervous. So I, I am big on like small little routine things like this to clear up space in your brain. So I, I do make my bed in the morning, Craig. Yeah, this is it. It's interesting that that's how you tie it in because I am notorious for being early to things, being on time to things, and, and always hate people who are late. But yet, I do not make uh, the bed, my bed, our bed. I, I never do. Now, my wife... I would say that she's pretty consistently making the bed, but there are times where it does not get made. Like in a seven-day period, is is our bed made uh, seven times? No. Is it six? I'm also going to say no, but it could be five. Like, I think that that's fair. It could be five uh, out of seven. But I, I personally, no. I, I personally never, ever, ever make the bed. But, but, but Davis, it's funny. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe that's, that's part of it for some people, but I'm never in a rush. I, I always have like specific timing as to how I usually go about my day and how I like to get things done. Of course, that doesn't always go as planned. I have kids, things change. I'd like to say that everything is perfect every day. I'm a regimented person like that. I like to have things in order. As you can see with this show, I like to know exactly what we're going to talk about at every single segment that we talk. But as far as the bed is being made, I don't know. No, it's just, it's, it's just not for me. I don't do it. Well, I mean, you know, it's not it's not that way for everybody, right? Some people are able to have, you know, fine mental health and clarity regardless of the of the environment that they are in, but it is just something I have noticed for myself. Like right now, my my desk is like we're sitting here doing the show and I'm like, "Okay, I got a coffee cup there. I got a water bottle there. I got some cough drops over there. I got some sports cards over there." It's like, "Well, I should probably tidy this up." Like I am I'm am surrounded by clutter on my desk right now and this is like not optimal like i'm not in my best work environment right now and if i if i clean this stuff up like not only would it make me feel better to be there but like even the task of like cleaning the thing up is like oh that's like a productive thing there's a little bit of serotonin there so making the bed is like that for me 
I understand. I understand. Brett, how about you? Brett, are you making your bed every day? Uh, or no? No. Yes or no? I am, I am not making my bed. <laughs> All right. Dwayne well. Casey wouldn't draft me. <laughs> you may want to. You may want to work on that. But a fair question for sure. And um, you know, look, I, we all we all have our things that that we need throughout the day. Mine is, you know, and I'll and I'll tell you, I do have a thing like making the bed. And I know this is going to seem sanctimonious, but for me, it is exercise. That is my thing. And it and by the way, it doesn't even have to be like really a lot. Like I, I could do 30 minutes every day and just feel really good about it. And if I don't for a day, I could be like, all right, well, I'll do it tomorrow. But if I don't exercise or do something two days in a row, then I start to get real like antsy and, and sort of some of the things that you're describing about things that, you know, get out of hand. But but Davis, that's my thing is exercise is, is my weakness, I guess, or strength. I don't know, depending on how you look at it. No, I'm, I'm with you. If I don't exercise for a day, I feel miserable. Yeah, yeah. Two days. I, I, I can go a day, but two days, if I don't do anything, then, yeah, it's it's a problem. All right, Sports Grid 60 coming up next. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back in just two minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On tomorrow's edition of Fantasy Sports Today, we'll preview the NASCAR race coming up this weekend with Jim Sanis and also Gray Albright from Razzball weighs in on his 2021 
fantasy baseball all-star team. But before we get to Friday, let's wrap up Thursday with this edition of the Sports Grid 60. And leading off for us here on this Friday is Davis. Well, today's Sports Grid 60, of course, centers around Bryson DeChambeau, who had a, a rough round this morning at the Open Championship. And as he always does, he complained after the round. He complained about his Cobra driver. He said, the driver sucks. All, all capital letters, you know, basically. He was like, ah, oh, this driver sucks. Then the Golf Network had uh, an on-the-record quote from a Cobra employee who works directly with Bryson and caddied for him last week. Caddied for Bryson last week. They're working on specially made drivers for Bryson who said that Bryson is never happy and that he can't believe that he said something so spectacularly stupid in a public quote. So this is, this is the world where Bryson has backed himself into. This is the corner where Bryson finds himself after round one of uh, the British Open Championship today. Yeah, and uh, not, not, a, not a huge surprise there, but I'll be watching this weekend for sure. So listen, there's the ups and downs of video games and the ups and downs of playing uh, all video games, MLB The Show, Roblox, whatever. So, uh, you know, a, a caution to those of you who have kids. I have a nine-year-old son who loves MLB The Show. But unfortunately, we sort of like got some disappointing news, which is this. Caution to everyone. Don't let your kids play any video games for extended amounts of time without taking breaks. Because I got to tell you, uh, my son, after playing video games for so long, and I'm, I'm sitting there encouraging the MLB The Show. Of course, I love baseball. I want to see him do well. His hands started to bother him from playing the game so much. We had to cut back the gameplay, cut back the screen time, and it's my own fault for encouraging it. But just word to the wise, take the breaks. Don't let them play for extended periods of time. Young kids are a lot different than older kids. That's my two cents and my Sports Grid 60 as we end the show today. Thank you to Sarah over at LTN and everyone there. Thank you to Spencer, Brett, Danny, and Ryan. For Davis, I'm Craig. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.